Welcome back to the Corporate Escapee Podcast, where we help folks get out of corporate and more importantly, stay out of corporate. There's never been a better time to make the leap. So if you're thinking about or have left and not achieved what you wanted, then this podcast is for you. I'm your host and fellow Corporate Escapee, Brett Trainer. In this solo episode, I want to share the five-step process that I have built after a number of years of trial and error and now teach to other folks looking to leave corporate America. But again, this applies globally. It doesn't have to be corporate America, just corporate in general or big corporate. For each step, I'll share the key objectives and, and share stories or examples where it makes sense. Four years ago, I made the decision to leave corporate America. I learned a lot during that time, but it was now time for me to take control of my future. I was tired of working for somebody else for clients and work that I didn't particularly enjoy and to top it off on their schedule. The greatest gift that consulting gave me was it showed me what my market value was. In previous ventures, I was not charging nearly enough. And that really opened my eyes and unlocked really the the future of a solo business, solo entrepreneur, whatever you want to call it, freelancer, etc. So uh, today I wanted to walk through what this five-step process is. And like I said, if you would have asked me this five years ago, it would have been very different. It would have been very tactical and specific and focused on execution. But what I found is there's a much bigger piece, which is around mindset, the plan, and really focusing on what you want and working towards it. So like I said, if you would have compared these five years ago, it'd be different at the core in how you grow a business is still the same. But I think the steps as we choose to to leave corporate and stay out of corporate um, is very specific. So like I said, in this episode, I'm going to share what that that five-step program is, uh, give you some details, and potentially in future episodes, I'll, I'll break them down um, individually. So uh, in order, and again, this is one of these that if you're, you may be stuck in a certain area, but I would recommend you know thinking about your business um, with these steps in mind. And, and the first is freedom to believe. And that's really around what, defining what you want right out of life. And interestingly enough, when I first started this, you know, a number of years ago, I was thinking everybody just wants to make more money and make lots of money. But the fact of the matter is most people just want the freedom, right? The the money is a means to an end to get the freedom to go to their son's basketball game or girls events, whatever it is, they wanted the flexibility and the freedom to be able to do that. So I think it's really important to define what you're looking for and what you want out of that type of work. And part two of the belief is the belief itself is, you know, you got to eliminate those limiting mindsets and limiting beliefs and think much bigger than, you know, what you have in the past. Two is freedom to remarkable. I really like this word remarkable. I've used to use different and differentiated but, you know, at remarkable it's, you know, you want people to remark about you. So we get into uh, why you're different and what your why is. Three is freedom to choose, right? This is the work we want to do and the clients that we want to work with. And it is your choice. Uh, There's some steps you have to do, but that's where, again, you can focus on it. Four, the freedom to grow, right? So now we take steps one through three. What are you looking to get? You know, what, what believe that you can achieve this, you know, define why you're different, uh, the types of work you want to do. And now we got to put this into a plan and go get your first customer, right? Um, it doesn't have to be overcomplicated, but again, there's, there is a path forward and five is the flexibility to evolve. I think too often, um, me included when I was starting to think chase shiny objects, I can do all these different things, 
But what I found is, you know, start with the, the niche and the focus, you know, so one offer, one target and play your strengths first. It may not be your ideal work, but it's going to get the momentum going and, and help you um, on that path and accelerate your growth a lot quicker. So, so let's break down these each of these. So back to the first one, freedom to believe. Again, it's really about defining the life that you want. And if you think back to a few previous episodes, Katie Ryan you know, shared the concept of she designed her life and then built a business, support the life that she wanted, right? She wanted to take the month of August off to go climbing and she built a business around that. Now, you may not have that complete flexibility early on, but that's what she wanted. And, you know, she wasn't going to stop until she achieved that. And then most recently, Jill, um, we had on the corporate anthropologist who was thought she's going to be a freelancer, but she's built a multi- national company, right? So I think just getting started will open up the doors to to what you want and what you can achieve. You know, the way I like to look at this is use the three Fs. Some folks use four Fs, you know, for guidance, but this is really what your Venn diagram is. It's freedom, flexibility, and financial independence. And most people that are in corporate don't have the freedom, probably don't have the flexibility, and more than likely not having the financial independence. There's probably some good corporate jobs, but when you start out to start your own expert-based business, right, these are where you have to define what's really important to you. And then we touched on there, I touched on earlier, mindset is so critical. Um, you know, one of the things over the course of my now 30-year career, I found early on, I asked myself, why not? Why not? Why can't we do this? Um, whether it was in the corporate world or when I was bouncing in between some startups, you know, I just thought, why not? Why can't this be done? And as I found I got later in my career, it became much more incremental. I can make small improvements. I can do these things. And it wasn't until I opened up that that mindset and asked, started to ask why not again, that it, that it really opened up. So when I say think big, doesn't mean you have to build a billion dollar company, but think bigger because more is possible than what I think most people believe. So freedom believes first. Two is freedom to be remarkable. This is where we get into your unique skill set, right? It could be anything from sales, CRM programming, corporate training, you you name it. If somebody in a corporation is paying you right now to do a job, you have a skill set that transfers. And guess what? As the world continues to evolve, more and more folks are going to be able to pay, right? Folks that are independent, right? Or freelancers, uh, fractional folks versus having the headcount on their books. So now is the time to really start to think about what your unique skill set is, what you're good at, and what you like to do. And then part two, you know, I touched on where early in the, the intro was determine the value and right and don't undersell. We are undervalue yourself. I was doing that for the longest time. And, you know, like I said, I had the opportunity of management consulting to find out what people were paying um, or they were billing me out at and customers were happily paying for it and just realized that, you know, I can go get those customers. I can deliver that work all for that the billable fee which again, I wasn't getting half of at, at that rate. So don't undervalue your skills. And then also start to think about your why. Why are you doing this? Everybody has a unique story. And as you get into this, you're going to figure out that people buy from people and they like to know, they like the personal side of this. So I'm not saying you have to go out and build a complete personal brand, but just having that story and defining your why is going to be so important as you go through this process. So that's the first two, freedom to leave, freedom to be remarkable. Third is freedom to choose, right? And this is where you get into the type of work you want to do. Uh, my, my advice is to definitely play into your strengths initially to get the momentum going. 
you know, when I left corporate, you know, the first thing I did or the most work I did was consulting, right? So I was doing project work, um, had a number of really interesting clients, but I quickly realized that that this isn't the type of work that I want to do long-term. It's hard to scale when I'm doing all the delivery, but I played to my strengths where I know I could get that work and now starting to expand in other areas and like that with this, helping other people expand and grow their businesses. Um, and then lastly is, you know, again, my recommendation is pick a niche initially, get good at it, understand that language, um, and then start to figure out the clients that you want to work for, right? You know, one of the things I've, I've said a lot on this podcast is, right, kind of a no asshole policy. And, you know, early on, you may have to take some work, you may have to subcontract just to get the momentum going, but do not settle for that. Make sure that you're starting to play to direct because I think you're going to find there's a lot more demand. Um for your work, but this is the part where you really start to think about the type of work you want to do and and who you want to work with. You know, part four of this is the freedom to grow, right? This is where we take steps one through three and start to build what is your offer, right? Um, I again, I would keep it limited to one offer, maybe two, maybe a good, better, best type of a solution. But also leverage your network, right? The folks that you know in the past. Um, reach out. It's so much easier to sell uh, and get work from folks in your network who could potentially introduce you to somebody else versus trying to get somebody that doesn't know you or doesn't know your strengths or doesn't know what your services are. You know, that's like 2.0, 3.0 advanced work when you get there. So leverage your network. It doesn't have to be huge. And the fact is you only need one or two customers to really get this thing going. Uh, the other couple of pieces of advice I have under the grow is decide on the business model, right? Is it going to be one-to-one, one-to-few, or one-to-many? The type of work, you know, is this going to be in person or remote? I think remote is going to be more flexible and give you more of that freedom. Um, but then also thinking about it from a pricing standpoint, you may have to never give it away. I mean, other people may give you that advice. I wouldn't give it away. Always make sure you charge something, even if you're discounting it to get started. But in return for that, you know, make sure you can capture a, a testimonial. Because what I found is if you give away the work for free, even to get the experience, they're not going to have uh, an invested interest in it. So if they're paying even just a little bit, it's going to be a much better opportunity for you. And again, leverage that network, right? People who know you can introduce you to other people. And that's where you're going to spend a lot of your time early is starting to, to, to cultivate that network. Uh, again, there's no better business development tool than current customers, but you need to go get that first customer first. If you think back, you do these four steps first to get there, you're going to have a much better conversation. You're going to be clearly articulate the work you do and why you're different. Um, and then again, you can start to grow from that point. And, and what I did, I was going to make it four points because that's really what you need to do to go get those first customers. But, you know, to tease, you know, what comes next, you get two, three customers, you're starting to figure out the work that you like, how quickly it is, how efficient you can be, where you're going to reach these folks. But you, now you've got the freedom to evolve, right? So like, just like with my business and it gives you flexibility, right? So I, even at this point, I'm still doing some fractional work with, with companies as chief revenue officer. But right as I start to pivot. So the good thing is you have control and you can evolve just because what you're doing in day one doesn't have to do that day 100. But my advice is to gain that momentum, then start to think about, you know, what comes next for you. So 
just to recap, those are the five freedom to believe, and you have to believe that you can do it and have a plan or an idea of what you want. It's so much easier to move in a direction once you define what you want. The freedom to be remarkable is, you know, what's unique about you, your skill set, the way you offer your services, the freedom to choose, again, who you want to work with and the type of work you want to do. Freedom to grow. Let's go get those first customers, right? You got to put an offer in place. You got to think about pricing. You know, this is kind of the 101 of, of making the deal. And then over time, the freedom to evolve, right? Where do you want to take this business? I'll go back to Jill, right? She's going to be a freelancer, corporate anthropologist doing great work, but the opportunity presented itself to grow a really big company. The beauty of it is you can choose the path that you want to go. Uh, like I said, it's never been easier to build a seven-figure business by yourself. You may have a few freelancers or some other folks help along the way, and that could be a whole other episode. But the, the beauty of it is you have the choice. If you're looking to exit corporate or have left but not quite getting what you want, you're still trading time for money, apply these five steps to where you are, see where the gaps are, and I bet you that will help to start open up the, those doors. So anyway, I hope you guys found this helpful. Um, again, it's not going, there's no shortcuts to success, but if we can, you know, reduce the learning curve and avoid some of the unnecessary mistakes, you know, you can get from an idea or your dream to first customer in six weeks, two months, right? If this doesn't have to be overly complicated. So anyway, if there is few interest in future episodes, I can do a deeper dive into each of these steps. So comments, thoughts, suggestions, please do drop me a note. Uh, and if you think of anybody else in corporate that's thinking about leaving and is maybe needs that push or, you know, some education, feel free to share this podcast with them. And drop me a note if there's specific things you want to cover on the podcast. I'm happy to do it. So until next week, thank you for listening. Uh, have a great day.